Our Heavenly Father, thank you. We thank you for another day. We thank you for being our God. We thank you for giving us the strength whenever we didn't think we could make it. We kick fear to the curb, Father God, and we totally trust and depend on you. And all of the whispers that the enemy whispers in our ears, we block them. We block him in Jesus' name. We only want to hear from you, Holy Spirit, Ruach, Akadesh, of the Most High God. We want to hear from you. Use me today. We thank you for this time. Hallelujah. We cover it with the blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. Lord, there's so many things that we go through in life every, each and every day. It's not that you don't know about them at all. You know everything that we experience. We're just asking right now that you give us more strength. Cause that strength that you've already actually given us to come up out of us and take over any timidity, take over any fear that we might have. And kick the devil to the curb and let him know that he has no play on this playground. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you for giving us your power, Father God. Hallelujah. Let your Holy Spirit use me and deliver a word, plant a seed today or some seeds that will help somebody somewhere, those listening right now or those to come back later and listen. I thank you for this opportunity, Father God, and I will not stop. In Jesus' name, we love you. And amen. <clears throat> Hallelujah. Amen. We lift up all the people also in prayer. Um, every day we have a, a group online where we pray for people, New Birth Ministries, a Q&A on Facebook. You feel welcome to join and, and have your questions and answers or your prayer requests there, and we'll be glad to have you. Amen. Hallelujah. So I want to do something. I want to turn today, turn your swords to... Matthew 18, Matthew 18, and I'll be reading from 11 to 20. And I want to start out by saying that the first verse that I'm going to be reading, believe it or not, is a verse that um, production managers of these new Bibles that are coming out, I'll say it that way, have left out. I don't know if any of you have noticed this, but this is, God wants you to know this. Okay, be careful. Uh, you hear me always saying, be careful of the Bibles that you buy, because in the NIV and a few other Bibles, it doesn't even have Matthew eighteen eleven. Believe it or not, it actually says, I have one here, and me and my daughter looked at it, it says Matthew 18, 10, and then 12. It just even, <laughs> it even just totally leaves out the number 11. And the thing that that gets me about this is this is Jesus' mission. This is his mission, what, the, what he wants to do. And it reads, it says, For the Son of Man is come to save that which was lost. Now, why would any, why would anyone, I, I don't understand why these people who print Bibles would leave out Jesus' mission, Matthew 18, verse 11. As I said, in the NIV, it actually jumps from verse 10 to verse 12. Jesus came here, folks. He didn't have to, but he did. He came here out of love to save that which was lost. Amen? Jesus came to save. Amen? But in the King James Version that I'm reading, 
Matthew 18, verse 11 is there. It doesn't go from 10 to 12 like in the NIV. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's a shame that researchers have removed Jesus' mission from various Bibles. Amen. What is the purpose of them removing his mission? Hallelujah. Well, there's no public. I never heard any endless sign. I missed it. There was no apology. Uh, there was no uh, promise of reprinting their Bibles. Amen. And so be careful of the Bible that you buy out there because the NIV does not have it. Amen. Now, Jesus is using parables here, which is called parabolos. He's using parables to um, teach us. Amen. To, to uh, tell us how a good shepherd will leave his 99 to find one lost one. Amen. I'll read 11 to 20. And it says, For the Son of Man is come to save that which was lost. How think ye, if a man has a hundred sheep and one of them is going astray, doesn't he leave the 99 and go into the mountains and seek that which was which is gone? Astray, in verse 13 says, And if so be that he find it, verily I say unto you, he rejoices more than of that sheep than of the ninety-nine which was not astray. Okay, and notice it doesn't say lost, it says astray. Amen. Verse 14 says, Even so, it is not the will of your Father which is in heaven that one of these little ones should perish. Amen. So why shouldn't we preach? Amen. Verse 15. Moreover, if thy brother shall trespass against thee, go and tell him his fault between thee and him alone. If he shall hear thee, thou, shalt, thou hast gained thy brother. But if he will not hear thee, then take with thee one or two more. Then in a mouth of two or three witnesses, every word may be established. And if he shall neglect to hear them, tell it unto the church. But if he neglects to hear the church, let him be unto thee as a heathen man and a publican. Jesus goes on to say in verse 18, Verily I say unto you, whatsoever you shall bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatsoever you shall loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Again I say unto you that if two of you shall agree on earth as touching anything that they shall ask, it shall be done for them of my Father which is in heaven. For where two or three are gathered together in my name, there am I in the midst of them. Amen. May God add a blessing to the reading of his awesome, wonderful, love, lovely, loving word. Amen. We thank you, Lord, for it. Hallelujah. Now, why does the shepherd go back to find? He leaves the 99. Now, this is a good shepherd. He leaves the 99 to go back to look for the one that went astray. Amen. Now, when a sheep goes, when, when someone goes astray, that means that something captured their attention. There was something shiny dangling along the path of life that captured their attention, and they found that more um, attractive, so to speak, than what they were. We have to be very careful of um, making God's word, the thinking that God's word is dull. It's dull. It's boring. We don't want to hear it anymore. We don't want to go to church. We don't want to serve the Lord. We don't want to read it because it's the same thing over and over. And over. You be careful now. 
because the Holy Spirit teaches something new every time. You can read the same chapter in the Bible for 10 days and find something new in it every single day. He went back to get the one that went astray because he is a good shepherd, not a partial. There's a difference between a partial person, a partial shepherd, and a good shepherd. He wants the whole hundred percent. Amen. He well trained the 99. This is why he went back for the one. You, If you train the people that God has placed underneath you, okay, I'm not saying you have to be standing on a stage somewhere and have a, a diploma or degree or plaques, plaques um, whatever on your wall, plaques whatever plaques on your wall that prove that you're a motivational speaker, it proves that you're a minister, it proves, no, if you are a good shepherd and you teach the people that God has placed in your path, if you teach them well, you can afford to go back and get the one because the ones that you taught are taught so well, they're taught God's ways, they're taught the way God would want them to be, you can trust them. It's not if the cat's away, the mice will play. Okay, hallelujah. That's that's for that's that's the world saying. That's not ours. That's not Christian. And so if if you know if you leave, they will not be playing. They will know how far to go, what to say, what to do, and when to do it because they were taught well. Amen. Hallelujah. Okay, they know what to do, and they learned to duplicate their leader. So if, if some of you leaders are out there listening, I know I've been through it myself sometimes, you know, when you're when you're early in, in your leadership, so to speak, when you're early um, in it, and, and, and sometimes you could get your feelings hurt or you get a little upset because, you know, you know if somebody copies something that you do, that is a blessing. Don't be offended. That's a blessing. That means they like what you did. That means that they saw that what you said or what you did is good for them and causes them to gain victory and to be successful. Amen. We want to teach people to be successful. Amen. They were well trained. They learned to duplicate their leader. Amen. Learn to appreciate people like this. Learn to appreciate people, especially nowadays on on, on uh, social media. Okay, if somebody copies your saying, or if they copy your picture, or if they copy your post, or whatever you're, they're copying, whatever you're doing, your ministry, or whatever, that is a blessing. That means that you got through to somebody's heart, and they like what you do, and they want to do it as well. Amen. So don't be offended. I, I can't remember how they say exactly it right now, but duplication is the best form of flattery. Amen. Amen. So don't get upset about it. This is why he went back to get the one. A good shepherd, a good leader is not going to say, they're not going to look and say, well, let's go. <laughs> He's going to go back and get that person. He's going to go back. If you're having a, if you're having a problem in your life and you slow down on church um, uh, attendance uh, or you slow down on listening, coming online and listening or something, a good person, a good leader 
not necessarily your shepherd, anybody that's been in your life that leads you, that you're learning from, that person's going to want to know what's up. And and some of you people right now, I'm looking right now, so it, it, well, I can't see everybody because some people come in by computer, but some of you people right now, you know me. I'll, I'll, I'll either call you or I'll leave you a message and I'll say, what's up? How you doing? I don't, leave, I don't let anybody just hang on and say, wow, I, would, I wish somebody would get in contact with me. Wow, it'd be so nice if somebody would at least call and see how I'm doing. I even use, I don't know if you've noticed or not, some of you might not know, but they have this program out called Bitmojis. And I'll use a cute little Bitmoji that says, how you doing? How are you? What's up? And I will put it on somebody's page. Haven't heard from you in a while. God loves you. God bless because I want to know if those people are all right. I would want somebody to come and check on me. Amen. How is your shepherd? How is your leadership in your life? Amen. Think about that. The people who have leadership over you in church, on your job, in your life, in your family. How is your leadership? If you fall and your leaders step over you and keep going, you know, I hate to say this, but they didn't care in the first place. Some people just want numbers. And I'm going to tell you something out of personal experience. If you are, um, if you really, really, really care about numbers, you're going to get your feelings hurt online. Because these platforms that they have that we're using, all these different platforms, they have, I'll tell you what, I've seen a, a few platforms where the, the the stats are one on one page and there's something else on another page. Don't you cannot pay attention to that. And and I, I do that sometimes, you know, but you can't just pay attention to that and write it in stone. Just pay attention to who God sends you. It's all about planting seeds for the kingdom of heaven. Amen. Amen. So if your leader steps over you and doesn't come back to check on you to see how you're doing, they didn't care in the first place. Pray for them. You got to pray for people like this, okay? Just don't, you know, don't don't get offended. I see somebody trying to. Somebody keeps trying to come on, and they keep. I hope that they're not getting booted off. I'm sorry about that. I apologize. Um, I hope they can finally come back on and stay. So far, they tried a couple times. Um, but anyhow, if your if your leader is good, they're gonna want to. They want you to be good. Amen. They want you to live good. They want you to eat, drink, eat and drink good. They want you to have goodness in your life, okay? They're going to check on you. Amen? If, if they have no time for you, they're not a good leader. They're not a good shepherd. And they, they, they accept partial partiality. I don't, I don't know about anybody else listening to it. Do you want partiality from God or do you want the full blessing? I want everything God has for me. Amen. As much as I can get. We have to learn to receive from the Lord. He has so much for us. Some people don't have what they want or what they need because they haven't learned to receive from God. Some people say, oh, God, send me this and send me that. Oh, God, I need this. I need that. He's been sent it. It, 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 it's already your, you, you know, it's already yours. You have to open up and learn to receive from him. Push that flesh aside. Push that pride aside and reach up and grab it and take it. If you don't take it, the enemy will. Amen. And I know you don't want him to have anything that God has sent for you. Amen. 
Amen. There's leaders up there that they say, I have no time for him or I have no time for her. And let's just keep on keeping on. And, and I'm not spending all my precious time begging him. Begging? I'm begging, really? I'm not spending. What kind of good leader is going to say a statement like that, that they don't have time to beg it? That's not be- It's asking somebody, how are you doing? Haven't seen you in a while. Where you been? How's the health? How's the wife? How's the husband? How's the kids? You know? A person who speaks negatively like that is prideful. Okay? And you don't want, what was, he, what was I saying earlier about duplication? Never duplicate a prideful person because you will end up just like them. Duplication. Amen. Amen. They need actually if you ever hear anybody in leadership says, I don't I'm gonna leave just leave them behind, step over them. I'm tired of asking them. I'm not playing tiddly winks with them. You know, if you hear somebody talk like that, get ghost. Because they need attitude check. The shepherd here in Matthew chapter 18, the mysterious verse 11 that the NIV Bible's left out, <laughs> you know, as Jesus' commission, his mission, he came to seek those. He came to save those which were lost. Jesus wants the one. You know, you, you, so many people out there that, that, that step over people and, and, and leave people behind that is not godly. That is not a good way to go. It might be good to you or for you, but it's not good for you spiritually. That is not what your Savior would do. He would go back and pick them up and check on them. Amen? Amen. They need an attitude check. Doesn't, 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 don't they sound nasty when they say, I just don't have the time. I'm not begging so-and-so. That person that you don't have time for may be the next explosive thing that happens in your ministry, that happens in your in your job, in your church, in your in your life. That might be the blessing God sent you and you're overlooking him. Just like little David who became king and ran Israel much better than Saul did. Saul was in his flesh. Saul was always making mistakes and doing things he had no business doing. You know, Samuel would come and tell him to do something. The man of God would come and tell him to do something, but no, he wanted to do it his way and lost everything. Do you want to lose everything? No, I don't think so. Amen. Amen. And 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 and, and we have to think of it this way too. Some leaders won't go back and get the one that's missing. Because they don't want to admit it, but they didn't have control of the 99 in the first place. If you know that you know that you know that the 99, we're just using this uh, number, okay? If, if you know that you know that you know that the 99 you have taught, the 99 that sat under or with you and listened to you speak and duplicated you and, and, and love you and they, and they see your vision and they want to go ahead and carry on with your vision, if you know you taught them right, you're not going to be afraid to go back and get the one. Amen? So the ones that didn't go back and get the one didn't have control in the first place. They thought that these are the people that know good and well that the mice are going to play when the cat is away. Come on, y'all. Come on. Amen. Amen. 
They didn't have, Hitchies were controlled, but they didn't have control in the first place. They knew that they were going to just, how do you say, get buck wild, <laughs> get wild. And there's, there's also, God also gave us, you know, stories in, in the Bible, examples in the Bible of leaders that left and, and left the, their fields and everything to the workers. And some of the workers paid attention to what they're supposed to do. And some of the workers just got crazy and, and in one situation killed somebody while the leader was away. Amen. It's just like in, in the corporate world. I know some of you listening to this, and maybe some of you have been in offices or in a corporate world or whatever. And they, it's like a ladder. That's what we talk about climbing the ladder in a corporate world. In a corporate world, I learned something. I learned something. Some things happen, okay, that you might not have been used to, okay. But in a corporate world, and it hurts. You'll get hurt. What they do is they step on you sometimes and use you as a rung to go higher, amen, or they'll step over you to get what they want. And and that's that's the way they do it in the world. That's the way the world does it, amen. And that's what they do in the offices and things like that. They will use you as a rung just to climb that corporate ladder. Amen. Hallelujah. And a good shepherd also understands the same, I'm sure some of you have heard this before, that uh, light hand, more hands make light work. Have you ever heard that before? More hands make light work. They make work better. They make it easier. When you have more people helping you in whatever this is you're doing in life, it makes your life easier. So if you could have the hundred, why go? Why just go with the ninety-nine? Amen. I want everybody to go to heaven with me. I know we, we understand everybody's not gonna go, and some folks just plain old—they're not interested. But I try to take as many as I can. I introduce Jesus to as many people as I can. I know I might not be as good as some of those that are out there or doing what they do or have what they have to be able to do it. But I tell you what, you can bet the farm on it. I'm going to use whatever I have to plant seeds for the kingdom to get the word out. Amen. To do my best. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. God is good. And when I run into something, and when I run into a hindrance, I'll, I'll keep on going. I'll, I'll ask the Lord to help me, and he opens the door for me every single time. That's why God tells us to have patience, because everything's not going to work out your way. You're going to run into some, you're going to stumble over some stones, sometimes blocks, amen. You know, but just give it to the Lord, and he will work it out. Isn't that what the song says? He will work it out, amen. Amen. You ever hear, the more the merrier? The more the merrier, folks. Let's go back and get that one. Don't ever leave somebody left behind. Don't ever leave somebody behind. We, we're we all one camp. Amen? We're all supposed to be in one camp. We're all supposed to help one another. That's why the Lord says, help your neighbor. Love your brother. Love your enemies. We're supposed to help people out. Now, if people act like they don't want to be bothered, or if they act like they don't need you or want you, then there's nothing you can do about that. Give it to God. Amen? But at least at the great white throne judgment, 
No one can say that you didn't try. The Bible even speaks about having your uh, someone's blood on your hands. If, if when you plant seeds and you inter, introduce people to Jesus or living righteously, trying to live better than what they live, and you introduce the word to them, their blood, whatever happens, is not on your hands. If they decide to listen to you, pay attention, you start studying the word, give their life to Christ. That's a good thing. If they don't and you want to continue to live wild and crazy, that is not your fault. Amen? Because you introduced them to Matthew eighteen eleven. Exactly what you did, the Savior who came to save those that was lost. Amen? And verse 14, verse 14 says, Even so, it is not the will of your Father which is in heaven that one of these little ones should perish. So what's up with these people who don't want to go back? What's up with these these leaders and, and shepherds that don't want to go back and help that one? It is not the will of God, your Father in heaven, that one of these little ones should perish. So we should do everything. If God doesn't want to see them perish, what's up with us? Which one's more important, right? What is up with us? Amen? It's not God's will for anybody to perish. And the people who are hell-bound, which there's going to be some, there's going to be a lot. The people who are hell-bound made their choice. Regardless of what you said to them, they made their choice. If they decided not to follow Jesus and they wanted to follow all those dead little Gs, so that's what's going to happen. So be it. They will go to hell. They're hell-bound. They made their choice. Amen? It's not God's fault. And, And some of those people who say, I'll see you in hell. Some people think it's cute. We'll party in hell. We're going to have a beer in hell. Yeah, man, rock in hell. You know what? That's where they're going to be. When they say, I'll see you in hell, you say, no, you'll see me from hell. Amen? You'll see me from hell. Hallelujah. I posted that recently online, and some of you listeners may have seen it. But there's a there's a scripture where the, the, the rich man and, and, and Lazarus died. Lazarus was a poor man. And in, in, in our time, in real time, okay, Lazarus was begging for crumbs to eat. He didn't have anything to eat. He was a beggar. And a rich man treated him horribly. So the Bible says Lazarus died and was taken to the bosom, into the bosom of Abraham, which is a beautiful place, okay, where you maintain until, you know, everything that Jesus says is going to happen is going to happen. Amen. But the Bible also says that the, the, the rich man just died. It doesn't say he was taken by angels. Anywhere he died, and it says, and he rose his eye, he lifted up his eyes in hell and started talking to Abraham. And he was still trying to use Lazarus after death. He told Abraham to send Lazarus, with dip his finger in, in the water and, and bring it to me because I thirst and hot down here. No. He, they will, people will try to use you even after death, and they're not going to be able to. They made that choice. 
So, see, they're not going to see you. He didn't see Lazarus in hell. He saw Lazarus from hell. Amen? If people don't want to accept Jesus Christ, make sure that they will be able to see you as you're sitting up in paradise in a beautiful place with the Lord. With everything that is much better than what we see down here on earth with our own eyes. Amen? Now let's go on to how to resolve conflict. There's so much conflict in the world. Amen? Verses 15 to 17. Jesus goes on to teach us. He said, moreover, if your brother shall trespass against you. Which trespassing is different than a trespass is something that someone does on purpose. It says, if your brother trespassed against you, go and tell him his fault between only you and him. Just you and him. Okay? Just say, you know, you, you, you did something to me that kind of upset me the other day, or you did something, you know, just let them know what happened. Talk it out. As the Bible says, let's reason together. Amen? And then it also says, and it says, if. You can circle that. If he shall hear thee, you've gained your brother. And if you're, if, if that person says, I am so sorry, I apologize. I know that wasn't very nice. You know, please forgive me. I apologize. When you gained your brother, you can start all over again. Amen. This time, watch out for one another that you don't, you know, break hearts on purpose. And then verse 16 says, but... Okay, if he will not hear you, then take with you witnesses. It says take two more. Then in the mouth of two or three witnesses, every word may be established. You take two more people. Okay, well, I'm going to use church as an example. If you go up to your brother and you say you kind of you did something that kind of hurt me and, and I, I'm, I feel real bad about it, and the brother doesn't apologize, then you take a couple deacons with you. Okay, you take witnesses with you so every, so other people can see this is what's going on. I just want you to witness what's going on, and I want you to hear what they're saying to me and how they're talking to me. And I also want you to hear how I'm talking to them. And then it also says um, that every word will be established in verse 17. It says, and if he shall neglect to hear them, okay, if he doesn't listen to you and your two witnesses, Dickens will say that it says, take it to the church. Amen. Take it to have a church meeting, have a public meeting, so to speak. Okay. And, and, and let him know you are out of line and we're not going to put up with this. This is causing an ism and a schism in a church or whatever it may be. Amen. Family. Okay. Would you want somebody in your family that's causing causing isms and schisms in your family and everybody's all upset? No. Take it to the family. Amen. And then it says in verse 17, tell it to the church, but if he neglects to hear the church, if this person, something's wrong with this person, something is wrong with this person. Either they're highly possessed or they, they, they're strong-willed, um, prideful, okay? There are those that always want to be right and nobody else is right but them, Okay? It says, let him be unto thee as a heathen man and a publican. Is a heathen. And, and witchcraft. 
Amen. Anything that is against the Lord, anti-Christ, anti-doing right, anti-godly, amen, anti-righteous, anti-Christ is the devil. He got the devil in him. Doesn't the Bible say Jesus said, you are of your father, the devil? He told them people, you know, the ones that were always against him and didn't want to hear a word and they were always doing something, you know, mean to people. He said, you are of your father, the devil. Amen. He said, they are unto you a heathen and a publican. It says, verily I say unto you, whatsoever you shall bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. And whatsoever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. That is power. Verse 18 is powerful, y'all. Jesus is telling us right there. There are people who read this in the flesh, and they don't understand what this is saying. This is spiritually powerful. When you bind something on earth, it's going to be bound in heaven. Okay, when God sends blessings to you, there is a heavenly war going on. The enemy, just like in the book of Daniel, the enemy, the prince of Persia, was fighting with Michael, trying to stop Michael from bringing the answer, and Gabriel from bringing the answer to Daniel. And that's what's happening. Some of you are sitting out there waiting for God to bless you with something. He already been sent it. What you need to do is pray, pray that, you know, pray for your angels, strengthen your angels, pray for patience that you can wait on this answer. God sent it. God's a good father. He knows what you need. You don't have to beg him. All these people begging, you don't have to beg. Amen. You bind on earth those evil entities that are trying to stop you from blessing the Lord, the ones that are trying to stop you from praising the Lord, the ones that are trying to stop you from being peaceful and filling the peace of the Most High God in your life, bind them. Bind them from your side, and they'll be bound up in heaven. Amen? Make Michael smile. Amen? Hallelujah. Amen. And it says, whatever you lose on earth. If you, now look, life and death are in the power of the tongue. You could either lose um, death in your, you know, in, into your living. I'll say it that way. <laughs> you know, you could loosen um, miserable. You could be miserable. You could, you could be uh, selfish. You can loosen um, things that are not good for you or your household. Or you can speak life. You can speak good things, positive things. I am the righteousness of God. I think we should say that every day. I think you guys hear me say it all the time. We have to say that. Because if you don't say, if you're not sure, the enemy's going to enemy's play on it. Say, I am the righteousness of God. My blessings are on their way. I pray right now that my blessings, that whatever's trying to hinder me from getting my blessings, that they come to me quickly. No waiting. I accept them. What was I saying earlier about learn to accept things from God? Learn to receive. I receive in Jesus' name everything God has for me. No hindrances. Amen. I receive it all because God is good. So learn to bind things and loosen things. Amen. Amen. And then verse 19, he goes on and says, and again, I say unto you that if two of you 
shall agree on earth as touching anything that they shall ask. It shall be done for them of my Father which is in heaven. That, folks, is the prayer of agreement. You may see a lot of people saying, I agree, I agree, I agree in that prayer. I agree with you. Okay, let's get together, hold hands, pray, and agree. Or whatever, they're online or something, they agree on a prayer. That is the prayer of agreement, two, two by two. The prayer of agreement is strong. If two of you shall agree on earth, and a threefold cord is not easily broken, we've got to remember, it's you, them, and Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Who's going to break that? Nobody. The prayer of agreement. Amen. And then verse 20 says, For where two or three are gathered together in my name, there I am in the midst of them. He's there. Hallelujah. He's there. He is with us. I know sometimes you might feel alone. I know you might feel that nobody's on your side. I know sometimes we know this because we are living this. We have a spirit and a soul inside of us, but we're also flesh. Amen. And we have those times. We have those times where you feel like you are not going to make it. But then the God in you, which is your spirit, hallelujah, rises up and says, I am the righteousness of God. I already won. Amen. By his stripes, I'm healed. By his stripes, we were healed. Amen. In other words, what you're saying, when you say that, you're saying, God got this. Amen. I'm not going to worry. I'm not going to lose sleep over it. I will not lose sleep over it. Amen. Hallelujah. Leave it up to the Lord. Know who you are. Know the power that you have. Satan, bind him in every way you can. You know, some people, they act like they're afraid to, you know, I bind you, Satan. They're afraid to say that because they feel that if they say his name, he's going to gain power and his eyes are going to get red and he's going to come through the wall. Forget that. <laughs> you know, Jesus covered it all. You have the power in you to get rid of anything that you don't want. Don't worry about him flaring his nostrils and his eyes getting red and something might happen to me if I confront him like that. No, that's fear. Timothy says God did not believe two five said God did not give us the spirit of fear but power and love and us watch this sound mind. Having problems? Bind and loose. And have a sound mind. Are you saved? All of you listening? That one person came in for a while, and I think they kept getting kicked out. I apologize for that. Um, but God is good. God, they'll be back. Amen. Hallelujah. Keep them in prayer. Amen. God is good. Are you saved? Have you accepted Jesus Christ, Yeshua HaMashiach, as your Savior? If you haven't, just say this. Jesus, forgive me. Of my sins. Forgive my sins. I repent. I deny every evil contract 
or agreement that I ever made that was anti-Christ. And I accept you as my Savior. I believe you died for me on that cross, shed your blood for me, and rose back up three days later just for me. And I thank you. I love you. And amen. 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 God bless you. And welcome to the family of God. Hallelujah. The heavens are having a good time right now because of you. Yes, because of you. Amen. Don't let the enemy whisper anything into your mind. Oh, she's crazy. Or do you really believe it? What did he do? Like he said, did he say to Eve, did God really say that? Do you know, he's saying, do you really believe? Yes. Say, I bind you in Jesus' name. Leave me because I am the righteousness of God. And I will not listen to you anymore. You have no power over me in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. And cover your household and everything else with the blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Well, folks, I thank you for coming today. And I hope you have a beautiful day. Pray for everyone. Pray for your family and cover them with the blood of Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Is Reverend Essie signing off? To God be the glory for the things he has done. Amen.